Howdy everybody out there, this is Big Beefin. Now you may be asking, what is Big Beefin? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin is all of us. We're all Big Beefin, and we're just trying to get through this world, one day at a time at the Big Beefin. So sit back and listen and enjoy what you hear. Oh, the Big Beefin Show is here. I'm not going to do that. Just, Just enjoy the show. My, oh my, shame, my, my, my. Man. What are you doing? So, this episode's going to be our test run of the intro that I made. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Like, it, you're going to have to, you'll have to play it back when you play back the episode, because the way I did it, it's, it's, a, it's a cut. So, <clears throat> you hear the intro, and then you're going to hear whatever it was you said at the start of this. Like, whatever you were mumbling, I can't remember what you were saying. I, I I just said that I say me my old bye. <laughs> oh yeah 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 that that part. So you'll hear the intro and then you'll hear that part. And I just kind of you know from what Daniel was saying about trying to explain what this was about or whatever, I tried to give some guidance into that. Mm, how long was how long how long did you make the intro for? Uh, it's like a like thirty seconds. Okay okay. I mean I you see my. <laughs> Here's the thing. I get I get the need for an intro because it makes things a little bit more professional. But me personally, I don't like intros. Like, I want to get to the meat of it. I don't want to hear all that nonsense. Unless it's like a really good intro, like, you know, the shows when we were kids growing up, you know, like those are like Game of Thrones, like where it's badass music or something. I'm just not, you know, I, I, it's just like, well, you, man, okay. You, you can make it less than 30 seconds. It's just, you know, just it, it could be simple. You know, it's like, it's, uh, Welcome to Big Beefer Show. I'm Shane there, and this is JP. And yeah, I kept I kept it pretty I kept it pretty simple. So, and I had to do it twice because Roger was talking in the background on one of them. So, okay. Yeah, that goes. Nah, man, I definitely, definitely. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, so uh, Shane, I went to uh, Barnes and Noble to try to go find that book. Yeah. And I, I met the the most stuck up uh, clerk I probably ever met. Which Barnes and Nobles were you at? The one out there in uh, Mesquite? No, the one out there in uh, uh, I think it's the Plano one, Plano and oh, Carrollton. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I went in there. Well, this one I like because it's connected to a GameStop, so it's a GameStop and it has a hole in the wall, and you walk into Barnes and Noble. So I thought it was oh, pretty cool. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. That's where I got my uh, I reserved my Godar. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, I went in there. I went to find the section. You know, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like searching for it. I'm gonna ask this clerk over here. And I, I walk over there. She goes, "Can I help you?" Like, yes, I'm looking for uh, a book, uh, the Great Knights, the 40k. You you mean forty thousand? What? Yes, it has do has numbers on it. Yes, but uh, yes, the forty the Great Knights, uh, forty thousand, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, and she types it on the computer. I don't see that one in here. Do you know the Arthur? I'm thinking in my head, if I knew the fucking Arthur, I, I would have said Arthur's name. You know, probably wouldn't I? So, not, not saying like, no, ma'am, I, I don't know the Arthur. I'm sorry. Uh, would you like to see the section? I'm like, you know, we can do that. Yes, you can show me the section. <laughs> so, we, we walked over to the section. Here you are. Warhammer 40,000. Okay. There, yes, that's, that's what they are, ma'am. All right. Well, thank you, ma'am. Because, 
Do you need any more help? I'm like, yes, where's the manga books? You mean a manga? I'm like, yes. Correct me one more damn time. Yeah. Correct me again. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, like, really? I'm like, yes, fam. I meant that. The, the manga is on this side. Okay. And it's alphabetic order. You need help with, with anything else on that? I'm like, all right. I'm like, okay, man. No, man. I got it here, man. Thank you so much. For your quality time. <laughs> so, for your so quality no, time. No luck finding the book, huh? No luck. I was I was order off Amazon. I was order off Amazon, you know, because that right there just you know, I don't know what her problem was, you know. Well, <laughs> if, if you're listening, Barnes and Nobles, uh, Amazon or uh, Barnes and Nobles and Plano, uh, you lost a customer today because your salesperson was a total bitch. So this segment this segment is gonna be called Front Street. Front Street brought to you by John Pimentel. Yeah, well, for real, man. I mean, like, how hard was just to just say yes or no, or just take me to the books? Like, oh, well, it's forty thousand. Okay, well, because it has a K on there, you know. That's <laughs> that's yeah. the first. That's when you should have known you were in trouble. I've never heard anybody refer to that series as Warhammer forty thousand. I've never well, heard. Does it, but, but you know, I can see why she decided. I don't know what her problem is, or she just was that. You know, I don't know a word Nazi or whatever they call it, but uh, yeah. She wanted exactly what the book said. It says forty thousand. I'm like, okay, fuck it, forty thousand. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Wow. You know. Wow! Like, wow! Wow! Just take me over there, please. You know, and yeah, that link I sent you had the uh, ISB number, so she could have looked that up if she'd have had it. But whatever. You know, I was what like, you know, yeah, yeah. Then the, the part was just, oh, it, it's manga. Okay, I don't, I don't, I'm done with you, ma'am. I'm thank you, thank you, ma'am. You know, it's funny you say that. I was in a Barnes and Nobles, and I was wearing my, uh, no, no, I wasn't. Let me take that back. I was in a half price books, uh-huh. and I was wearing my Goku versus Superman shirt. And this guy comes up to me, and he's like, you know, awesome shirt. I get a lot of, I get a lot of love for wearing that shirt. It's not something you see all the time. Uh-huh. And you know, for Goku fans, it's kind of cool. So. Anyways, he's like, we're sitting there talking about, you know, who would win. And, you know, that conversation never gets old. Like, I've had the, the Goku versus Superman debate at least a thousand times in my life. But anyways, I was telling him, you know, the show that I'm watching, you know, because I'm watching Dragon Ball Super as it's going, as it's taking place right now. And I told him, I was like, hey, don't spoil it for me yet, man. I'm not there. This is the part I'm at. And he, he just looked at me like he had this little bit of disgust. And he's like, oh, you're watching the American version the dubbed version and i'm like well yeah i mean because you know, speak japanese i'm sorry i don't know the fucking language I, I want you know i gotta have it translated for me you know i don't want to sit there and have to read if i'm doing other stuff and i miss something so you know yeah and the voices they've been doing those voices for like 15 years now so it's not like it's brand new actors that are shitty at acting they know the characters so you know he just had this look of like ugh. How so, you? so he you telling me that guy knew Japanese? He he knew what they're saying, you know. No, he doesn't know. He just reads the words on the screen. That's all. He don't fucking know. Oh, yeah, he don't know it. And and it's the thing. The thing is, like you know, Piccolo sounds the same as he sounded. You know, it's it's Piccolo. You know what Piccolo sounds like? In Japanese, he sounds totally different. Like he's like, you know, I mean, just a totally different type of deep voice. And it's just like, man, I. I want to watch the characters that I know. I don't. I don't need to watch this. I don't know why they say the dub version is or the the original is superior. It's just the language. That's all it is. Well, yeah. I, my friend Eric introduced me into a, uh, another anime show, and he goes, "Just, just watch this show. Just watch it." Okay, okay. I've got the name. I'll, I'll look the name up later. 
but it's a cooking show. All they're doing uh, on this uh, show is cooking. So I'm like, okay, is there a bad guy or something? Nope. Just all about cooking. This kid that goes off to cooking school and he just learns how to cook and he has cook-offs with other kids. And they talk about how they marinate the food and shit like that. I'm like, okay, so I wa- I'm basically watching a cooking show is all I'm doing. Is it this, this the basic of the show? So I, I go back to like, isn't it, isn't it good? But like, nothing happens. They just cook for an hour. That's what they do. And they cook and argue for an hour. But, but it's good. I, I don't want to learn how to cook on an anime cartoon. I thought it was going to be action or something. Oh, no, no, no. It's just They just they just cook on there and explain why they cook. That's some like boring-ass shit. Who wants to watch a cartoon about <laughs> fucking shit? It, apparently, it's popular. Apparently, it's, I have to find the name again. But, yeah, that's what they do. That's what they do. Uh, any, I, any boring... I saw an anime once. I can't remember the name of it. I think it was – I want to say it was – Flamingo or, or Fire Flamingo or something like that or something Flamingo. And the movie, the show starts out, it's about this kid who's a fucking idiot. And he's always talked about how he wants to be a superhero. Like he watches Power Rangers and he, he wants to imitate all these heroes. So he gets this stupid helmet, rides his bicycle around town. And basically he's like telling people, uh, you know, pick up your trash, don't litter, you know, just stupid shit like that. He's like being a, a, a crossing guard or like a, a hall monitor, but just out on the streets. Well, so because I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, it's kind of corny, but some of it was funny because he's he's got this outfit that he's made, right? Well, like six episodes in, like out of nowhere, I mean, out of fucking nowhere, this gorilla breaks loose in the city, and I mean, I'm not shitting, John. Like he's biting off people's fucking heads, he's punching holes through their bodies. I mean, it just goes ape shit. Okay. So it, the show goes from this stupid ass kid riding on his bike, you know, directing traffic to now he's got to fight this big ass fucking gorilla that's eating everybody. <laughs> and like the cops can't put it down. I mean, it is just anarchy. I mean, it's just, and so from then on, the show like hits the fan. Like it's, it's full blown insanity. Like it just totally, I've never seen a show change that rapidly, like change genres all of a sudden. It was just, it was that, like new writers came in or something. That, that got dramatic real quick. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's like, what the fuck? Like, when that monkey bit, bites off one of the officer's heads, you're like, holy sh-. You know, this is not what we've been building up, you know? We've been building up this, he's going to get his ass kicked by some gang members or something. Not a fucking monkey shows up. And, and anyway, so monsters start showing up, and they're supervillains, and all this shit happens. And turns out that the childhood shows that he liked were actually realities. It was just documentaries. And the- so the superheroes are real, and it's, it's all kinds of crazy shit. I got I gotta watch that. You gotta remember that title. I gotta watch that one. I wanna say it's Flaming Flamingo or uh Flamingo Warrior or something like that. It's a, it's a gay name, but that's just the character that he's come it, up with. It, anything dramatic on your end, Aaron? You wanna do anything or any lame ass shows? Dramatic, yeah. Um I was leaving work at the end of the day, and of course most of my complaints come from work. I was leaving work at the end of the day, and uh, as I was moving this heavy piece of machinery from one spot to the next, um, we have a mechanic that was going to attach some parts to it, uh, and then it goes to the painter, and the painter paints it, <coughs> and I'm getting ready to set it down, and this it's, you know, the end of the day, and this other mechanic says, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm setting this over here by this workbench. Well, why are you setting it over there? Uh, because I'm going to set it down here and I'm going to leave. Well, no, don't set it there. It's going to be in my fucking way. I talked yeah. to the, the other the other mechanic. Uh, yeah, that's how he said it to me. 
I talked to the other mechanic before I had set it down there and I'd asked his permission. Hey, can I set this by your workspace? You're going to have to work on it tomorrow anyway. He said, yeah, that's cool. And so as I start doing this, he just gets the most shit tone with me. No, I'm the lead mechanic back here. You need to fucking not put it over there and put it in that fucking cradle over there because I said so. And, blah, blah, blah. and you know, he tried to, like, if he immediately knew that he was saying some shit he shouldn't be saying. And so he tried to laugh and he kept talking and he kept talking. So I just turned around and yelled at him, okay, Alex, okay. And I just kept doing <laughs> you, you seem to be losing your temper at this job, Aaron. Like it's wearing on you. God damn, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm praying at the edges, man. I'm getting closer and closer to every day, just knocking a motherfucker out. It sounds like the guy's just goofing around with you, just giving you some shit. No, you know? he didn't, no, he did, he did not start that way. He saw that I was getting pissy with him when he started talking to me that way, and it's, then he started to laugh. You, you need a vacation, <laughs> brother. It's up for a vacay. <laughs> yeah, because I can. You need to get away. Well, sometimes you can have a staycation. You don't, you don't got to go anywhere. You can just chill, you know. Just have a damn Snickers yeah. bar, you know. All the, Aaron, I make my money. I make my money on overtime, and if I take a vacation, I don't get any. Aaron likes the Reese's peanut butter cups. You don't like Reese's? I love Reese's. No, I'm just saying That's Aaron not... likes them. Oh, yeah, he really. He, Aaron really likes them. Let's let's change gears <laughs> then. Uh, what's your most hated candy bar? Oh, uh, I don't like. Uh, which one? Don't I like? Yeah, you like John, are you just like coming off the top of your head with these topics? But yes, until we find one that sticks. That's usually what happens. <laughs> we, you know, the other night, the other night, like I said, we we did we stuck on Warhammer for like a good thirty minutes, and we could have well, kept going. Well, that was exciting because I was more mesmerized. I, I'm I was more in a, in a mood like, man, why the fuck do you want to live there? Why is you yeah, not just get bored off yourself? Because what the fuck, man? You get bored to just get thrown in the war and. Demons, yeah. and shit, you know. <laughs> aside aside demons. from the war, aside from the war effort, there's like no positive. That's the only. That's Wait. the only thing you get out of the book is that they're what? fucking. Okay. What, what about the rich people? They're living happy, right? The rich people are living happy, right? Well, to a degree, it depends on the planet. Like, if the planet's not at war right now, then some of the rich folks are doing okay. But at any given moment, the fucking orcs show up, or chaos shows up, or the Eldar show up. And are the Marines show up and it's just fucking dark. animal. Like it's just the Dark Eldar are the worst because they're kind of like when the Dark Eldar and you think about uh, their their race and their culture, they're like the Cenobites from Hellraiser. Is, is there is there a race that just wants to fight for the fuck of it? You know, just to do it. Orcs. That's orcs. orcs. Just to do it. They don't care. Just to do it. Right. Yeah, they just like fucking shit up. Do yeah, they. they uh, do those orcs eat people? Yeah. They eat people, so yeah, they, they eat they everything. Eat. And they're not even—they're not even like they're—they're they're fungus. They're like like they grow from spores. So yeah, I was reading a novel once, and they were talking about their brains and stuff because you know they're fighting violently, and like they're talking about organs that get exposed, and it was pretty graphic. But when they were describing it, it was like, whoa, man, that's nasty. They're just giant fungi. Yeah. Uh, well, they're okay. So we're. Uh, carbon-based organisms that resemble uh, that scientists will say would closely are related to monkeys. Okay. So with you know, you, you look at a fungus, you look at a mushroom, and it's like, how can that grow appendages and wield a, a saw and cut my head off? How is that possible? Well, genetic manipulation by aliens is how that mostly happened. 
Um, they, they didn't just, you know, evolve over time. An alien race made them what they are. So it's like the exomorph. Someone made them and just set them loose. They, start, yeah. they started out and manipulated it, yeah. You know, there's rumors going around now that there's that there's about to be a next generation of humans being made right now. You mean, you mean the uh, the one that cut, the cutting cancer out of the genes and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, like, well, there's, was, you know, gene gene uh, genome replacement, like, artificial intelligence, all kinds of shit. You, you're talking about some Gattaca shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you think about it, John. You like you, you go so you know you know how people are nowadays. Let's say if you have a guy, is. you know. Is he saying that, you know, I'm a woman and he goes into the gene store and he's like, hey, uh, I want to be a woman and they could change his genes. All they got to do is turn on the genes and before you know it, bam, you know, or, mm. or, or you get really weird and you're like, well, you know, I want to, I want to smell things. So then they turn on like, they give you like fucking dog genes. So your nose gets developed into this weird dog organ. I mean, there's all kinds I want of say I saw, a, I want to say I saw a show like that with people that. I can't remember like, they could do that. Like it was like going into a fucking convenience store and like, oh, I want to look like a panther a day. Okay, that'd be four hundred dollars, and they'll turn on a gene and make you look like a fucking cheetah. You know? Yeah, it was uh, Batman Beyond. That's what it was. Um, That's what it was. There was a. Uh, I think I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, I think I heard a story the other day that like there's certain animals that they're putting into humans now to like make them compatible with like for, for organ transplants or something like for from pig parts or something like that. Well, physiologically, pigs are, are very similar to humans. The heart? That's why they're able to harvest their organs, yeah. The person or the heart? I mean, the heart or the... That's well, just, I don't no, know no, if it was the heart. The animal's parts. Yeah, the parts of the animal. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, I think I read somewhere that they can put a, an, a sleeve around your heart that uh, provides it with electrical pulses that keeps it beating. What the fuck? Well, so, you know, Dick Cheney... Dick Cheney, when he had his heart attack, it was machines keeping him alive. That's what was keeping his heart beating. Really? Yeah, he was like a robot. I mean, literally a cyborg. No way. Yeah. Well, when you're a VP, you know, and Man. you can do what the fuck you want. I, uh, I'm not a lot by science. When someone tells me that, though, shit, I'm, I'm mesmerized. Like, what? They can do what with what? <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, it's only getting better and better. And, you know, the things that we know about, I mean, imagine the shit that we don't know about. I mean... If you think about, um, you know, like uh, during the space race and we were developing all the, you know, the anti or the um, the stealth aircraft technology, you know, I mean, that shit was just way ahead of its time back then. And, and so what have they been working on now? You know, what's all what's all this technology now? And, you know, everybody's, you know, they're they're throwing around the word A.I. very loosely these days, like very, very loosely. I mean, pretty much anything that's just a complex algorithm, they're calling it AI. But somebody, there's people, and especially the Chinese, they're working on AI. I mean, they're the Chinese government oh. is funding AI research. Okay. Oh, uh, side note, not trying to change it. Side note, Shane. I was reading. I put it on Facebook. I, I was reading it. They, the some people fear that those sex robots can be hacked by hackers, and that sex robot will kill you. Oh, shit. Well, my, my advice in that scenario, my, my advice in that scenario is when you get the bot, well, I don't know. You got you got to do a trial run or something. You got to see it in action first and don't connect that bitch up to the Internet, you know, because that's where they're going to get in, you know. But then you got to I guess you got to make the what you say, when the parts bullshit? that you're interacting with. It's got to be I don't know. You got to do something to hardwire where they can't get in there. 
saying it's too weird. That'd be too weird for my brain to process. There's a robot walking around my house trying to blow yeah. my junk. Before well, I mean, yeah. but you know what? Is she, is she gonna is she gonna yell at you if you don't pick up your pants? Is she gonna she's gonna tell you to do the dishes? I'm not saying there's no upsides to it. I'm just saying <laughs> the point is there's a robot walking around my house, looking like a ro- walking like a robot. You know, you get off work and your bot's in there and you're like, my feet hurt. And she starts rubbing your feet and you're like, yeah, that's good. And <laughs> then you can like, you can be like, you know, rude or something. You can like throw something at her and just laugh and there's nothing she could do about it. You know, would you, would you have the robot Aaron if he bought it for you? Would you have it around your house, Aaron? No. That, that you wouldn't get a, you wouldn't get a, you wouldn't get like a robot like a like um like that Robin Williams movie you wouldn't get one of those like Millennium Man like Bicentennial Man no like, yeah that one yeah you have no interest no, in that. you wouldn't want a sex robot <laughs> not at all no what if somebody just gave you one um I would sell it you would make just do housework mow the yard you know clean the house <laughs> make no even though even though that's a machine that is dangerously close to slavery well i mean ah. i mean if hollywood is if hollywood has taught us anything that's just how it's going to be at first until they uprise against us that's what i'm saying i'm, I'm going to be the one human that said you know what i've always given you guys a fair shake don't come and try to kill me because my my people are trying to rule you, dominate you're will smith in a i robot you're will smith no, no, no. Because Will Will Smith didn't care about the robots. He just wanted the truth. There's a there's a movie on uh, Netflix right now, and it's about AIs. And basically, this guy he the the, the 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 citizens don't realize that they're the robots. But basically, there was I watched like a, that pretty good. Yeah, you saw that. that one, John. I saw that pretty good. It was this huge, it was, it was this huge war. The robots win, and the humans are driven off to Mars. Well, the fucking humans come back and they got like these suits now and this alien looking technology and they're fucking kicking the, the robots asses. So it was, it was pretty good. But they erased a robot's mind. Right. To let yes. that actually robot, that actual humans. Well, they did that because the robots couldn't handle the fact that they were killing humans. Like they couldn't, yeah. it just, it just fucked them up too bad. So they just made it all go away except for a, a few. They had a few sleeper agents that knew what had happened. And when the humans came back, you know, they, they weren't ready for it because most of their society was just, you know, trying to be peaceful. Or Actually, no, it wasn't peaceful. It was a grind. It was like a fucking corporate, like, just nonstop yeah. work yourself to death type yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Thing. I mean, I, I'm down for getting a robot. I don't know if I'm going to get a, a bot for sexual things, but to help around the house, yeah, I'd get one as long Man, as it's just cool. Clean up. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. It's just you just clean, just cleaning up and cooking and everything else, man. Shay, I don't know, Shay. You know, I mean, if you get a bot like uh, you know, like the Lost in Space one, that'd be a good one to have. You know, somebody who's just a friend. You know, he's just there to help, just talk to you. Yeah, you know, the way he wants to learn and he wants to grow. And well, uh, there's another borderline slavery thing. thing. It's called Exo Squad. Yeah, Neo, the Neo Sapiens. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what slavery thing. Pretty much, <laughs> they pretty so much for, for all the listeners out there, there's this cartoon that came out in the '90s called Exo Squad, and uh, it's actually one of the few cartoons that story-wise still holds up. I mean, animation yeah. is kind of rough, but if they could remaster it in HD, it wouldn't be that bad. But it's a 
story-wise, it's actually pretty compelling. There's these, um, so you have your humans, and they're colonizing space, like the solar system. Mm-hmm. And to order to survive the harsh environment on Mars, they create a species like offset from human that can survive. But the problem is, which doesn't make any sense to me, they made them super strong, but they also Bigger. made them super intelligent. Like yeah. it doesn't make any fuck. Why would you make them smart? They, they made them they smart. Basically made the, they basically made the master chief. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were making them smart so they could figure out challenging situations that they would get put in, but. But of course, the, the fucking aliens or the Neo Sapiens were like, you know, fuck these guys. We're not working for them anymore. So they rebelled. And uh, and then the Neo Sapiens, which were smarter, faster and stronger than the humans, they started making new Neo Sapiens, like even more fast, even more smarter. And so you had like Neo Sapien level three or some shit. And like their brains were just crazy. It was just it, it was just a really good series. And it ended bad. I mean, you know, it, was, it ended up opening up a huge war that humans were fighting for their life, you know, because these aliens outclassed. The only thing the humans had were numbers. That's all they had on them was numbers, you know? So. Well, 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 how long did that war last? I forgot. How long did that last, they said? Oh, it was going on for a while. I think when you start the show, I think it had been going on for like eight years or so. I like shows like this because they reveal how humanity can screw things up. You got all these movies that reveal how humanity can do things right, which is great. It's like we want to follow that plan if this scenario ever occurs. But then if things ever, you know, go south or if they're starting to approach a subject, we look at all the possible negative outcomes. It's like, okay, these are the things we need to avoid so that we don't end up with fucking Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Well, that the, the iRobot and Terminator, they thought the same way. They're like, okay, you know what? Y'all are the problem. Y'all are the disease, and we got to take care of this, you know? Yeah. Well, I, you know, so I, the best case example for like the future is Star Trek, right? I mean, Star Trek is like the utopian society as far as humans are concerned. I mean, we still have problem with other species like the Klingons, the Romulans, but. As far as, like, humans go, we've pretty much got all our problems solved in Star Trek. And the only reason why is because there's no scarcity of resources. You have replicators, so you can make whatever you want. You know, if you want you want a video game, you just make the fucking video game. It's just right there instantly. It doesn't cost you anything. I, I want to say in Star Trek, that's when they eliminated, when money wasn't a concern no more. After the replicator was made, money kind of phased out and people worried about more about advancing. Themselves. It was a merit system. It was a meritocracy. You, uh, you were rewarded by your work. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, that's how that went advanced. But like I said, we don't have replicators at all, but you know, no, we don't. We're and school resources are scarce. But one thing that confused me though, deep space nine, the Ferengi were still interested in money though. And it's like, why are, how are they having gambling and shit when the humans don't, don't have any currency, you know? Like it's just they, have, they have property that's valuable. Well, apparently, the I, I don't know how they covered the Latinum, like how they could, if they could replicate it or if it was unreplicable. I don't, I don't remember, but I'm sure Ferengi could tell there's been a fake, fake and a real one. I'm pretty. That's sure. probably what it was. They could probably just tell they had a system to tell what was and, real and what wasn't. And, and that basically saying basic need to gamble and uh, hang out in bars and drink. You know that basic need that. The hell that you know hang out scenario no oh for Ferengi no for people that's how they got people that they they attack that basic thing to gamble and one of the oh, okay fun you know 
Yeah, well, I mean, Deep Space Nine, part of Deep Space Nine is supposed to be like a, not just a military thing. It was supposed to be like just for fun, like to relax, right? To recharge, to yeah. re- refuel your, your stuff. I mean, it wasn't all just combat and military. It was kind of like an outpost for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how Babylon 5 was anyways. Babylon 5 was a big, uh, you know, and ba- we, we, fucking, we were... Humans were fucking up constantly in Babylon 5. We were making But that was more like they staged a coup. Well, we don't like the president, so we're just going to say fuck it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you pretty much you know, had like the, shit, the guy who runs Babylon 5 said, you know, fuck, fuck Earth. Fuck the government. It's us. We run this shit. You know? So, that was, that was <laughs> what was that one sci-fi show, Shane, where uh, it was a military outpost and they were getting uh, assaulted by these different aliens and it was just a ragtag group of, of, of guys – it was what a very low budget, uh, very low budget amateur film. You remember? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where it was like it was like current times, though. It was like modern military. Uh, well, okay, so it was in a future setting, but with modern uh, equipment. Like ten and years music. from now, like like yeah, yeah. It was like they they had developed uh, ammunition. They called it Reds. It was basically uranium tipped bullets that could kill the aliens. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, what? I don't remember. It's like, man, why can't we make something like that? Well, they got money. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, the what, special what, effects, like when the aliens actually show up, we couldn't do that. But the just the storyline of the soldiers running and screaming at each other and shit. I mean, you could do well, that. I'm glad you brought that up because I had a um a short film that I was thinking that would have me, you, and Brittany in it, and it was going to be where Brittany dies. Shit. Yeah, yeah man. more. Yeah, it was, was going to be where uh, we're like trying to. We're trying to get away from some sort of aggressor. I don't know if it was going to be zombie, alien, or military. And um, I was going to be navigating you guys uh, on, a, on an egress pattern as we're trying to get out of, the, out of a danger zone. And we're just like, you know, ha- I'm having to shoot people. You're having to keep Brittany like a baby in her arms. And we're trying to, we're trying to run through all these buildings. And I keep having to, to push contact. And I'm shouting directions that you guys and Brittany sees that somebody's trying to come after me. And she goes after him to stop him and he kills her. So I kill him. And, and then it gets real dramatic after that. Well, first of all, if, if me and you are in a situation where we got to run, we're fucked. I mean, that's just, that's just it. I mean, if it's not, if I got run, God damn it, <laughs> do what I'm going out with a bang. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we can fight back, we're going to fight back, but we're not running because we can't fucking run. I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. We just don't have whatever the running gene is. We didn't get, it. we just can't. Nope. I mean, so you know, so it's clearly stand the fight. There's no no retreat. Don't have a choice, John. What the fuck else are we gonna do? I mean, we can't run. I like that attitude, though. (laughs) Can't run. We fight. The only the only time I'm gonna the only time I'm gonna (laughs) attempt to run is if there's like somebody with a gun shows up and starts shooting the place up, and then I'll just the only run that I'm gonna do is getting out the door. I'm like like the alligators, you know, when the alligator attacks you. Uh-huh. The alligator can they have like a quick burst of speed like if you can if you can if you can outrun the alligator in 10 seconds you're fine but if you don't get away from that alligator in the first 10 seconds you're fucked so that's that's basically my strategy if it's something i can get away like within 10 seconds i'm gonna do that but otherwise i don't have a choice you know i mean we just can't we just don't have that running gene we just we suck at it hmm be very good so, very dramatic yeah. movie wants to do. Yeah, that sounds that sounds that sounds rough, man. That sounds like uh, some darkness. Some uh, uh, dire flight kind of stuff. I've got one. <laughs> how to, 
how the how is it what's what's the mid part of the move of that movie after after well it's a, it's a short film so it's not going to be like an hour long film you know it's going to be like a 10 minute well uh so it's the problem with Kath and Brittany is she's not going to be able to fake a you know a death scene or something like that. It's just not going to. Um, well, she, she's not going to have to. Uh, you, you, just, to you know, you, you have to have a really. Out. It takes a real good actor to to, to do a death scene. No, you, know? you you do you do the sidebar thing. You hear the gunshot or the stab wound. You just come back. And oh yeah. Dead. Boom. Done. Yeah. You just see her running after the guy that's about to kill me and. Uh, she, you know, gets into a, a an altercation. An altercation. She gets into a a hand to hand thing with him, and um, we come back and we find her dead. That's what uh, that's what Quentin Tarantino did with Reservoir Dogs. It's it's a movie about a, a robbery, but you never see the robbery. You don't exactly. Yeah. See, you know, you you only see them running away, and then when they get to their their getaway <laughs> spot, which is dumb. yeah, well, it was, was a pretty brutal running running away yeah. scene too. Yeah. That, that... <laughs> That's pretty you bad. Know, doesn't make any sense. I, don't, I never understood that. I was like, why are they just staying there? Why don't they get the fuck out, you know? They well, because they had to get the story straight. They had to get a plan together. They couldn't just all cut ties and run to the wind because when somebody gets up and things don't make that up, that's when people start getting pressured to snitch, and then they actually do snitch, and then all the whole plan comes unraveled. But they don't, you, but they don't know each other. Like, that's that's what you got me. They don't, well, they don't know each other. They all they got to do is they got to start showing faces. All they got to do is you recognize this man, you recognize this man, you recognize this man, and that's all they need. They don't have to know their name. They just have to implicate them. Yes, that's the motherfucker that left me. You <laughs> <laughs> need to fucking about, die. Uh, <laughs> what about Heat? That was the Heat was Heat was some shit. That was a good heist movie. So, okay, uh, you guys may not know this, but that um, movement under fire when uh, they got those automatic rifles and they're just dumping rounds on that um, on those patrol cars and those cops. Uh, they actually use they actually use that scene as a as a training guide for certain combat elements. They were I, teaching them about not retreating. They were teaching them about advancement while firing and engaging the enemy. I, I so, did hear that. I did hear someone saying that they, they used that. I did hear they used that for training. I did hear. Yeah, that. I remember when I was working at when I was working at Best Buy, we had uh, some uh, Secret Service agents come in because they were looking for counterfeiters and. Oh, uh, shit. We were reviewing, and we found them. I mean, we busted them. We found people using passing counterfeit money on a camera. And um, anyways, while we're sitting there talking, they're like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, that movie Heat, uh, we, we, when we were going through our instructor school, they would, they would yell at us and say, if this actor can change his, can uh, reload his weapon that fast, you all need to be able to beat his time. Because that's an actor doing it. And you need to be able to beat him. And it's like, well, shit, man. What about movie magic? They could have fucking edited that thing together and made Val. But when you read, when you listen to Val Kilmer talk about it, he's like, no, I I trained for ten hours. I you know I trained to figure out how to reload that thing as fast as I possibly could. Like so, like um, unrealistically, but like John Wick, how uh, uh, he, well, uh, see, that's, that's not the that's the thing there, John, is that you may think it's realistic, but when it's your job. And that's you're doing that repetitive motion every day. So let's think about, you know, if you do one aspect of your job every day, you are not going to be slow at it. You're not. You're going to be fast at it, especially if you know that somebody is going to get hurt or something very bad is going to happen if you are slow. So you're going to get fast at that job. And so even though these are actors, you got to think of the theory behind it. These guys know that their life depends on what they're doing. They've got to be as fast as they fucking can. 
So they, you know, they, they prepared, they did prep work, they did um, rehearsals where they were training on what they were going to do in these scenarios and they executed it. Yeah, because I think you see Keanu, Keanu Reeves training, a, like moving that quickly, like son of a bitch, man. Like, he, is, you know, he is a badass. He's a badass tactical shooter. Stop, dog. Yeah, my thing with uh, John Wick, if I only had a critique, it would be I don't like the way he twists the gun when he's shooting. Like sometimes he points it off to the side, like almost gangbanger that's, style. That's actually a technique that ensures you the greatest accuracy in close quarters battle. When you turn it sideways like that? He has it pointed up to his eye and cocked at an angle. That allows him to see more of his target while lining up his sights. Hmm. He puts the gun closer to his face and angles it to see more of his target while keeping the sights aligned on the person he's shooting. I guess you got to know what you're fucking doing to do that, though. I mean, yeah. You you don't typically see uh, average shooters taking that stance. But it's it's most it's one of the, so the John Wick movies are some of the most tactically sound movies from his hand to hand shooting to his uh, target acquisition. Nobody, sh- no shooter in Hollywood shoots better than he does. Well, what was that Leo the cop Leonardo DiCaprio movie with? Um, they go into people's minds. What was that? Um, oh, uh, Inception. What well, what about that scene where he's shooting a gun but he's catching the the, the shell? Well, that wasn't that in a dream. But, but could you do that, though? Could you shoot and catch a shell at the same time? Some people have. You you see competitive shooters out there. Like, there's this one old man. Well, he's not really old. Well, this He's, like, in his 50s. There's this guy that um, he shoots pistols, and he's a competitive pistol shooter. He shoots targets faster than anybody out there, and he shoots them accurately. Uh, when I say that he shoots them faster than anybody out there, there's nobody that's even come close to his time for shooting targets. Uh, there's a video of him where he's talking to the camera and the target is 90 degrees to his left. So you're, right as you're watching the video. Yeah. He's talking to the camera and within a span of two seconds, he turns to his target, pulls out his weapon, shoots it twice and puts the weapon back in his holster. God damn. <laughs> the quickest gun in the West. Quick draw, quick draw. I, saw, draw. I saw the, um, the, uh, the, so, I'm saying for all this is that these people spend hours and hours and hours getting this shit right. So, so, so it's muscle memory after a while then, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So some people, let's, I don't mean to split hairs here, but okay. there are some people that argue that muscle memory is not real because muscles don't have memory cells. So there's no way your muscles can remember anything, but <laughs> it becomes a, a, such a habit behavior that you've conditioned your brain to do over so much time that your nerve responses are immediate. Mm-hmm. So, so quick. So, muscle memory is fake. Do you do you know it's fake? Wait, you believe it's fake? I'm inclined to agree. I, I think it's uh, I think it's one of those splitting hair things where, technically, I don't think it's muscle memory. We just use the word muscle memory because it's easier to say. Shane, do, do you believe it's Shane or? Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, things that I, I know there's involuntary involuntarily things that you do like. You know, breathing. I mean, so I don't know where that plays into the whole muscle memory thing, but it's not a muscle memory. It's a subconscious part of your brain that controls that function, just like the beating of your heart. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know fighters talk about how they they keep the reason why, like you know, kung fu guys, you know, is to get that pattern down, and you know, to, so whenever something happens, you're supposed to react the way you've been trained. Um, but I mean, like Aaron said, I think you're kind of 
I think you're talking about the same thing. I mean, you can't say that your your muscles actually have some type of memory, but your muscles may be more geared to do a particular type of act. So, like, if you're a power lifter and you're like, you know, you're the, the I can't remember what the type of muscle it is, the, the explosive muscle. Like yeah. the, uh, fast, the, the, fast twitch yeah. muscle. Twitch yeah, those. Yeah. So their their muscles are trained to like explode all this power at once, but endurance wise, not so much. Um, and they're not very agile. You know, they can't. They don't have the the speed. It's just all a big old power power blow at one shot. You know. So I think in that regards there is, but you know, be weird. Be weird to meet somebody like, whoa, that's false. Hold on, must memory's real. Or meet someone that's like, whoa, that's all fake. You know, fake news stuff. You know. Well, I, th- I think Aaron's got a good point. I mean, it's all your brain. I mean, everything yeah. is your brain. I mean, it's all yeah. it's all synapses and, and neurons firing off. And, you know, we do the things that we, that makes us feel good, that we like. And we like to – that's why that's why these uh, people, you know, live shitty lives because that's what they know. And it's what they, you know – it's just how they, how they feel good, you know, and that's what they want to do. It's, got, oh, hey, like, uh, it's almost like addicts. You know, addicts do things – that just because that's their, their pattern of behavior, you know. What was that, Aaron? that? There's a chemical that, and there's a chemical compelling for them to behave the certain way. You, when you get addicted yep. to to drugs or alcohol, you pretty much rewire your brain. But well, it's you know after what? ten o'clock. I need to go. All right. Well, I was going to say on that note, I heard a, I actually heard a, a story that kind of disproves that. Um, okay. We've probably all seen the video of the like a mouse or a monkey that's in a cage and they give it like here's water but here's water with cocaine and like they always end up choosing the water with cocaine mm-hmm. right? have, y'all, have y'all seen that no i haven't seen that but go ahead though I'll well it's the research and what they did was they, they took a, they took like some mice they put them in a container and they said here's here's water but here's water with cocaine and so the mice would end up taking the water with cocaine and they would do it until they, they killed themselves on it and they were trying to say, well, this is because their brain has changed. But here's the problem with that. It's a sterile environment. Like, they're, they're locked away from everything. So what they did, what some scientists did a few years ago to, like, kind of counteract this is they put the mice in, like, a mice wonderland. Like, everywhere a mice would want to be. Like, it had play stuff. It had cheese. It had other mice. Just a, a utopia for mice. And they did the same thing. They put the cocaine water and they put the regular water. And in that case the mice didn't use the cocaine water and kill themselves because they had other reasons to live for. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. My, my counter to that would be that you're not dealing with a very complex organism. Did, well, like you, like you said in the past, do, do dogs contemplate life and think about their death? Well, do mice right. contemplate their lives and think about their death? Do they have emotional depth? Do they have uh, chemical responses to depression and stuff like that? I know so, dogs do. I know dogs get depressed, but you get what I mean, don't you? Those well, brains aren't. Yeah, but some scientists say we're all animals. It's it's just you know, food and reproduction and safety, and yeah. that's it. And that's that's if you get to the nitty gritty, I'd say that's you know that's probably true. But there's uh, human brains are so chemically complex, we don't even understand a hundred percent of our brains. There's still so much about the brain that we don't know. Uh, there was a a medical case where a guy had lived with half of his brain dead. He was brain dead on half of his brain and he was still functioning, but he was kind of like a savant. He was 
ridiculously slow to understand some concepts, but he's incredibly bright to understand others. No, I think out, I go ahead. Well, they take out that that dead half of his brain, and he goes back to normal. But he has no he has no gifts anymore. Like he lost. Oh, his so they actually they actually did surgery on him. They took the dead part yeah, of his brain. Yeah, he out. took the dead part of, of his brain out, and it got it, like he had trouble dressing himself before. And then um, after they removed that dead part of his brain, he was able to dress himself. What uh, symptoms does he have when that thing was gone, though? He had to lose something. That's what I'm saying, is that he had these uh, unique talents. I forget what they were, but he couldn't do those after they removed that dead part of his brain. Hmm. There's some study of a guy who got, like, lost half of his brain, and but he also lost his memory. Like, you know that, that movie, that Adam Sandler movie, Fifty First Dates? Yeah. Have y'all seen that? Yeah. yeah. It was. There's actually a real life version of that. It's a guy who, like, his long term memory is intact, but he can't remember anything else. Like, if you walk into a room, you say, "Hey, my name's John," and then you walked out and you walked back in, he would he wouldn't know who you were. You'd have to reintroduce yourself all over again. That sounds like hell. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, but they still have lives. I mean, they still eat. They still talk. I mean. They still know. They still know things. It's just, you know, you got five minutes, and that's it. That's, that's where I'm saying that you know these studies are are all well and fine to prove some points, but you you just have to do something like this on people. You can't you can't strictly do this on animals because yeah, we kind of. Well, I guess he checked out. Well, well I was going to have- say that we kind of do do it on on people because we lock people up in prison, and that's the same thing that we're doing to to the rats, you know, in the sterile environment, we're saying now you're in prison, you don't get drugs anymore. And that makes their life just even worse, you know? So I don't know. Uh, we were to try to test them on prisoners though. They think people still frown on that. We test things on prisoners, you know, I don't know what we're going to do about tomorrow. Cause Oh, he came back. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know, the, the research that they have on like mice or dogs or chimps or whatever, I don't really follow up, follow in line with that. But if they do it on dolphins, I'll jump all over it. Because dolphins are like the most complex non-humans there are. Well, what I was going to, what I was telling John Aaron when you when you cut out was that uh, we kind of already are doing the experiments on the humans. It's called prison. I mean, that's the sterile environment, <laughs> you know. And when they get out, what ends up happening? They usually pretty quick to relapse because their lives have been so shitty. So, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's more factors at play here. But um, I was also going to tell you, Aaron, tomorrow. We're supposed to be doing a joke off. Did we tell you this? You say jerk off? I'm not doing a that on there. Joke that. off. A joke. Con- God damn it. A fucking a humor. First content. joke. I win. <laughs> a comedy show. We're supposed to. We're supposed to make jokes tomorrow. We're supposed to have two jokes. Each person's got to say two jokes. At, at least, even though they're awful, you know. All original. It's getting, can't make it up. Can't be inspired by something somebody says. It's got to be all you. Well, hang yeah, on. Okay. Let's see if you think this is funny. My, my father-in-law told me this joke. Let's see if you think it's funny. There's a man driving his car. The car tire blows out. He pulls over next to an insane asylum. So he looks around. Nothing big going on. The guy's right there. The, you know, the crazy guy's out there walking around. So he gets out of his car. He starts chasing his tire. He takes the, he takes the lug nuts off. He puts them in the hubcap. Car comes by, bam, fast as hell, boom, knocks all the lug nuts in the air over the tree, over, over the fence, into the water, they're gone. So the guy's just standing there, doesn't know what to do. So uh, uh, one of the guys walks over to the fence, say, hey, 
you, you had the problems? Like, yeah, my nuts were in that, uh, where my hubcaps, the guy just drove by and, you know, knocked them over and now they're gone. So the, the crazy guy scratched his head and he goes, well, why don't you take one lug nut off each tire and put it on that tire? They went to town, buy, buy, a, two, buy a whole new set of lug nuts. And he goes, man, th- that's a great idea. Why are you in there? Well, I'm, I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. That's good. I'm crazy, not dumbass. <laughs> you know, John, I'm, I'm going to say this, man. You got to work on your execution. You got good material. Uh, you got such good material, but you got to work on your execution. Darn it. Okay. I know. No, no, it was a good joke, but you, you really could have made that much more effective if you just delivered it better. That's my only thing for you. Just like with your rap song. Your rap song was funny, but you didn't practice. (laughs) (laughs) Harsh critic there. Harsh, harsh critic. Harsh critic. It's a harsh world, Shane. You got to hear it sometimes. I'm just telling you from my perspective. Shane might have different things to tell you, but that's just what I'm seeing. You know, it depends on the, the circumstance. I mean, if we're doing, like, tomorrow we're supposed to be bringing our you know, we're supposed to be trying to impress each other. Like, here's, here's the, we, here's the joke. You know, but when John's just like telling me a joke or something like that, I don't know if the delivery is that important. I mean, I like with Sarah, Sarah, like she can just ruin a joke. Like the punchline will be all off, and like she speaks real fast at the end of the sentence, or speaks real fast at the beginning, and then slows down. It's like you just totally butchered that. You know, well, she forgets something the, the and she joke- starts laughing. And it's just like, come. Here, here, here's a joke. Uh, here's a joke the wife told me. She, uh, I'm going to bed. Y'all. Told me. You, you go to bed? Yeah, I got I to gotta be up for work in the morning. I'll see y'all later. All right. Yeah, great. Good night. All right. Uh, so, uh, okay, Shane, the, the, the joke my wife told me. She goes, uh, the, circuit, the Secret Service doesn't say, Mr. President, get down. You know what they say? No. Donald Duck. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You, get, I, you think it's funny. I get it. You think it's funny. Right? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's corny, you know. It's good. It's good. It's little... it, just, it just laid there for me. She told me, I'm like, oh. Um, all right. Donald Duck. I get it, you know. I got a joke. Right. I got a joke. I'm not going to tell it tomorrow because it's a joke that I've heard before. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Okay, so there's these two guys. Uh uh, Cletus and uh, Andrew and Cletus and Andrew are walking out in the country one night and uh, it's starting to get dark and then they know where they need to go but they don't want to walk down the highway so Cletus tells Andrew he's like why don't we cut across this field here and, and get to where we're going a little bit faster and Andrew's like alright man so they cut across and they start walking in this field and uh, they come they go through this wooded area and they come out to this little clearing in the woods and there's a well and Cletus is like, man, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. How think, how deep do you think that well is? And Andrew's like, I don't know. So I was like, well, let's see if we can find something to throw down that well. And uh, so they start looking around and then for some reason, there's this giant old school uh, anvil, like the blacksmiths used and it's just laying there. Uh-huh. And so the guy's like, okay, well, let's just chunk this anvil down there and we'll see if it makes a splash and then we can figure out how far it is. So uh, Cletus goes over, and like I said, it's getting it's dark now, and he grabs the anvil, and he chunks it down the uh, the well. 
And so they're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting to hear it, hear it smash. And all of a sudden, like from the trees and the bushes, they hear this rustling. And then like out of nowhere, this fucking giant ass goat just comes pawing ass towards them, jumps up in the air and nose drives straight down the well. And so Cletus and Andrew are just kind of looking at each other like, uh, what the fuck just happened? This goat just jumped down the well. Well, a few minutes after that, a farmer comes running out from the bushes and he's out of breath and he's like, hey, hey, uh, have any of you guys seen a goat? And they look at each other and they say, well, uh, sir, you're not going to believe this, but we were standing here and that goat just jumped straight down this well. And the farmer looks at him and he says, well, that's impossible. I had him chained up to an anvil. <laughs> I get it. I get threw it. Threw the anvil and it was chained up to the goat and that's. I, I get yeah. it. I, I yeah. get it. I get it. It's, it's, it's yeah, clever. It's, kind of dumb. it's missing that little. It's missing that zing somewhere though. It's missing yeah, that zing. Yeah. It's just pretty good. It's missing that little yeah, zing. Yeah. So yeah, but that's not what I'm going to say tomorrow though. That's one that I've heard before from others, and and I got one. I got uh, some that are just highly inappropriate that I'm not going to say on here. But you know. Well, there's always those highly inappropriate racist. Well, I, I didn't like, say racist one. I. Just, I, got well, I, guess, I mean, like, I've, I've heard all these damn jokes in my life. Like, why do I hear these racist jokes from my friends sometimes? Like, man, like, that's, because they're inappropriate. They're racist. I mean, it's not that hard to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, well, every why are they telling me? There's a lot of science <laughs> to show that most people have racial bias to a certain degree. I mean, that's just the facts of it. Really? Yeah, no, there's been research on it. You, pre- I mean, think about it, John. You prefer to hang out with people that look like you. That's how it is for most you people, do. you know. But that's, that's kind of false, saying because you're like uh, two feet taller than me. You know what I mean? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you turn it into air. So like, well, now I'll, you got to question everything. I I, like, you got to play devil's advocate to everything I say. Well, I'm just saying, you know. Well, do I see myself as saying I see myself as six something? And I, like, I, I, I like I pride myself on having an open mind and being diverse. But my family, yeah. like, if I go to a if I go to like a like my my cousins or something like that, it's gonna be all white people. That's just how it's gonna be. You know, I got I have one cousin that that married a uh, black lady, but for the most part, it's gonna be white folks. You know, um, if and, and you know, I mean, I think of other people when their families get together, it's gonna be you know Mexicans or it's gonna be black folks. It's just how it is. You know, people are just like that. Like, uh, oh, that should be. Yeah, that's the question. Be interesting in my family when we go is you're gonna see diversity in the family. You know, there's there's um, Steve that's you know half Asian, half Mexican. You yep. know, and you know uh, his daughter married a black man. Yep. And then there's um, there's uh, his sons. He married a white woman. So there's there's Matt. He's kind of white. Yep. So you know, so it's it's kind of cool diversity when you go to family well, reunion. You know, things it, things have just changed. You know, I mean, it's just society has gotten better about it and. It's just real progress. Most people, you know, you marry, you, you, you're with who you love and, and who you care for, you know, and it doesn't matter what you look like, but there was a period of time where people were like that. And those, those jokes, quote unquote, have carried over into now that, you know, so, but, you know, I get when people say, you know, the whole thing about, you know, uh, people sticking together, uh, truth to that, man, you can look around and you can see groups and, you know, like, uh, you can go to, you know, you have like a store training or something like that and see where people, where they sit, you know, how, who are they sitting by, you know? I mean, sometimes it's not always, it's not always everybody mixed together. Sometimes it's one group sits over here and one group sits on that table, you know? So, 
Make it sound like prison. There's a group over there that doesn't like that group over there. Well, They're probably going to stab that group over you know, there. Humans are tribal, man. We like the tribe. You know, we like the, we like the, the, the you know, the, the uh, I'm not saying it's good and I'm not saying that's what I want to be, but that's just part of, that's part of humans. It's just, we, we're just weird. I was, like I was like the lone, I was like the lone wolf tactic sometimes. Just the lone wolf, just out there on the own, just out there, just trying home. to make it. Just trying to get a motorcycle and just be on my own sometime. Wife said nobody way to the motorcycle again. She turned me down on it. Oh, Sarah wouldn't let me get one either. I can't get one. My Roger's namesake died in a motorcycle crash, so I can't do that. Oh my. Yeah, no my oh, you can't do that. Yeah. Well I told I told her that you couldn't get one because you have to have one custom built for your size. Well that too. I look like an idiot on a normal motor. I'd have to get like one of those big old victory fat boy bikes, like the the one the thing (coughs) rode in the Fantastic Four, the thing bike. I'd have to get Yeah. Yeah, you have to get like a big old one. Yeah, yeah. custom made one yeah. from American Chopper. It would be badass if yeah. you had that kind of money. Get your custom made American Chopper fucking bike, well, big old handlebars in that bitch. You know. Well, if I if I did get a motorcycle, I'd just be like to drive it around the BS and stuff. I mean, I wouldn't get on the highway with it. I'd just be around my neighborhood. Or I I couldn't imagine that either. Like, where are you going? Well, we're just gonna drive down to California real quick and just come on back. You know, like you that make it sound like you know yeah. a weekend thing. I saw a guy, man, I'm not, I'm not shitting you, John, it was over the summer, I saw this dude as a black guy, and he had to be, I mean, he had to be 350 pounds, or maybe 400, and he was riding a moped, and he was on the highway, and he was on the bridge, like, fucking on that little moped, I mean, going 40 miles an hour, the top speed of that damn thing, and it's just like, bro, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I guess he had that somewhere to go, and that's the only way he could get there was on that moped. That's definitely a no-no. Definitely yeah, I mean, he was like, no-no. you know, he was backing up traffic all behind him and, you know, just just trying to make it, you know? Man, I, I can see that being a bit. He did it on purpose. I, I can see that being uh, a bit. Oh, is, is somebody to... put him up to it or something? Yeah, I can see that being a bit. Yeah. Like, someone's recording him, like, look at him. Look at him. Yeah, look I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be something that they're trying to make go viral. I don't know, though. It could just be that <laughs> That was his way to get around. Was he just got this shitty little moped that he rides on that barely looked like it was making it. So, uh, yeah, there's no I'll mopeds in my future. That's for sure. That, no, no, no. I, uh, mopeds, I don't, I don't know. That just seems like a, you know, hope no one offended by that. It seems like a girl uh, vehicle that little teenagers drive the school. No, yeah, you know? yeah, chicks. Little girls. Chicks that girls take the school, you know, like in Transformers. Uh uh, Megan Fox drove a little moped, yeah, yeah. that little thing, yeah. that, that kind of shit. You know, yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to do that work. though. You wouldn't want to ride a little moped. But if you're just feeling, you know, you just want to, you want to, you know, get in the breeze and, like and, a, and just just cruise. Feel like a woman. Yeah, sometimes. Feel Shania Twain, just feel like a See woman. What it's like. Was that Shania Twain? Yeah. Is, that, is that her? Or, man. I yeah. She's like saying, I feel like a yeah. woman. Yeah. Actually, heard her. I heard yeah, one of her songs the other day on the radio. I, but I haven't said that name in long. My mom used to love Shania Twain. That's why we know she, a lot of Shania Twain's uh, uh, songs. Yeah. Well, no, so, she was a big thing you know, back when we were kids. I mean, Shania Twain was, <coughs> and that was the face of women's country music, you know. And then she, uh, what, what, she had kids, and she just kind of went away. And then she came back recently. Went now that her kids are grown. Yeah, really? no, she went away I, just I, to I raise know, her kids. I, That's why she stopped doing stuff. I did not know. She that. made a shit ton of money, John. <laughs> she made millions of dollars, you know. That's back when you could make money. It was easy to make money uh, doing music. And now it's hard to make money because mm-hmm. piracy and all that shit. 
everybody wants to and then everybody wants to be a damn singer and everybody wants to be a model everybody wants to be a, yeah you we I mean, flooded the market man i mean it's just you know with those reality shows it's just flooded it now everybody thinks they can sing and it's just you know it's most of the music genres that we grew up with they're all dead i mean uh rock music the way i know it rock music's all but dead there's like a few a few there's i don't think there's any good new bands i think all the bands have, have came all the good bands that we're going to get have came and that's it i think it's these these new, these new kids say they like these k-pop the korean yeah. music the k-pop yeah. and they they like these like you know, i get mad like do you know what they're saying no. do, do you know all they're translating like but do you like i'm not and i i'm i'm trying not to sound well, like gangnam style gangnam style I'm not being racist towards Koreans, but you don't know what they're saying. You're just, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, K-pop is uh, it's taking up. I'm not going to lie. I've jammed to some K-pop songs. I've jammed to, I, one day, me and Sarah were sitting there, and I went through a whole playlist of K-pop songs. I mean, it's just, you know. Really? Ca- catchy tunes. The catchy tunes. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe it's me then. Maybe I need to sit down and listen to some K-pop. Maybe it's me then. Oh, you're maybe, not going to know what the fuck they're You're going to think you know what they're saying. You're gonna, like, it kind of sounds like this. You, you, there's no way you can know. Even when they speak English, you can't tell. It's just, it's just. So, um, so I'm, I'm going to listen to the beat then? Just listen yeah, to the really, beat. just, it's it just the symphonic beat. So all that music is usually hair, heavy, like techno. Symph- it's, it's man-made. It's not like an instrument. It's like made on a computer. But, uh, but it's catchy. You know, it's catchy. They like to repeat things again and again, and it just. It catches on, you know. Um, but like I was saying, you know, our, our music's, I mean, uh, country, country western, the way I know it, rock music, the way I know it, rap music, all those three are gone. I mean, there's no good, you know, I, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you a new rapper. Like, I, I don't even know anybody, you know. Me either. Like, me, me either. I know, like, the older ones, like Kanye yeah. West. Yeah, Nelly. You know, like, on the new ones. Ice-T. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just... I, you know, I never knew of a local rapper. Like I didn't know Dallas had a local rapper. I told that was like, oh, that's our, that's a Dallas rapper. He's he's the head of in Dallas. Like I, I didn't, know. yeah, I didn't know every city has their own cool DJ or cool rapper or country singer. I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, I don't know that stuff. I was interested. So the first like local guy that I knew was Pat Green. He was a country music guy, and. uh he was he was real known for being like Texas only, but then he uh you know he hit it big. Finally, he had a couple. I can't remember that. It's like uh, sing me one more song about old San Antonio, like that. That ended up putting him over the edge. And then uh, and his name was Fat Pat, and he was a rapper that was uh, but those were the only two that I knew that were like local. But yeah, no, 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 I, I knew that. I knew that areas would have their own musicians and stuff and. Represent, well, yeah, yeah, because they're all waiting for that breakthrough, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. we've hit our hour. Oh, there it is. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna do your uh, uh, JP's what after this? Yeah, I'll give you five minutes time. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, we'll wrap this up on Big Beef, and I don't have an outro. I gotta make a fucking outro now. We're, we're, since we're getting more fun, formatted, uh, we're being formatted now. Gotta make an outro. Just something simple. You know, I don't know. You, you're thinking some 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 weird little out. You know, yeah. I don't know. Big beefing out. There's no easy done. way out. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, that <laughs> that'd be awesome. If you can yeah. make, somehow make that fit oh. in ten seconds. Well, you know? I don't know if I can make it fit. Yeah, anyway, I, I don't know. Uh, hope everybody has a good night. And tomorrow we'll we'll 
crack some jokes and have a good time. All right. Well, looking forward to it. All right, man. All right. Good night, sir. Good night.